Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production is meant to provide you meaningful support to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're talking about the very best time to introduce your resume in a hiring process. I always start this conversation because it comes up frequently for us. Um, Can I, I have your resume? That's right. the question we always get. You know? And I, I think that's an appropriate time to provide it if you have it, if it's the right setting. And that's really the crux of what we want to talk about. If it's requested, provide it. Now, there are appropriate settings for that. If you are in a situation where someone says you've had this conversation with them, it's been really rich, you you feel like you've made that great connection and the opportunity is truly opening up and they ask you for the resume, absolutely say yes. Don't have it in your briefcase or book bag and ready to give it right then. And I know, Andrew, you've said this to people as well, because that makes you appear just a little too eager and <laughs> desperate. That, yeah. Uh... And so now, if I had asked you for your resume, I would question, was that the point of our conversation in the first place? And now I'm questioning your, your motives. Instead, I can have a copy uh, in an email, a blank email that I have sent to myself, and I can then forward it to this person just by asking for either his phone number to text him or her or the email. And then using my phone, I can send it on its way. Great so they're idea. still getting it. Great idea. I would actually, I'm going to add that to my toolkit. Thank Go you for, for, for mentioning that. Getting that cell phone number is so critically important. And that's one low friction way to get it. Oh, you want a copy? Resume. Sounds great. Why don't I text it to you? What's your number? Right. And in the I've moment. I've got it right here. Yep. And then they can be reviewing it while they're still thinking about you. But the idea is you're, you're providing your contact information along with your resume. You're getting this person's contact information and a way to follow up. Huge. Getting that cell phone number, add it to your address book. You'll then know how to get a hold of that person, whether they're at the office, at the gym. They're still with that company. They're sure. not with that company. It doesn't matter. They're likely still have the same cell number that they had since they were in, well, well, for a while. <laughs> but then again, they may give you their email address, and that's okay too. If, Send it on. If you can get the cell number, ask for that first. I'll yeah, text it to I would you. Agree. Well, what about an email? Okay, fine. Start with the text. I think the interesting discussion that we were having before we started today was where the resume is today, and what yeah. does that mean? And with the advent of the internet, there's so much more of a rich experience online, that what really role does the resume play today? Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. I agree with you that the resume isn't really that useful anymore. Unfortunately, it's still required. So having a good idea of how you want to present yourself. We talk in other uh, podcasts, we've talked about personal branding. Uh, I know that that is a popular topic with coaches in how to brand yourself in a job market. I think it's critical that we, we use that approach because how you land is as important as the, the skills and knowledge that you have. 
if you don't know how you land, that self-awareness or lack of self-awareness is going to eventually become obvious and that's not going to work for you well. However, if you can brand yourself, you, you know what your offering looks like, you know what your differentiators are, you know how you can position yourself in the market, that makes the conversation flow a lot better. So the resume, if it's aligned with that brand, can actually help reinforce the conversation you've had. But I do think the best way to use that resume is to have the conversation first whenever possible and then allow it to reinforce the conversation. By conversation, what we're talking about here is some sort of networking interaction where you've had a really strategic discussion about what they're doing or perhaps even what you have to offer and how that overlays. Sure. And you have an opportunity then, yes, to send it right away if you want to, or you can take a few minutes back at the office to make sure that you update your resume exactly. to reflect what they're telling you in yes. that conversation. Yeah. And, and the reason that's important is because this is your one shot. Once that resume is out of your hands, it, it's like, you know, right. it's, it's out of your hands. Yeah. You can't reel it back in. You know, it's like they say when you fire a gun, you can't put a, you can't put the bullet back in the gun right. after you pull the or trigger. Or you say something you regret. You can't you can't eat those words again. It's so, out already. Right. We again, it, it's a topic that will continue to come up in terms of customizing the resume to match the language, the keywords, the needs of the person who's asking for it. And hopefully, when you if you're applying for a job where the networking conversation isn't really a possibility, then it's really important to look at the job description. You don't want to rewrite the job description as your, your resume because that becomes obvious as well, but you do want to use the same language. And that should be a pretty easy five, maybe 10 minute effort to, to personalize your resume to the company that, that is asking for it. If you can have a conversation with someone, it doesn't have to be the HR person or the hiring manager. It could be anybody in the organization who is, has been there long enough to understand the culture. They would be able to provide, just in a conversation, enough of the cultural keywords so that your resume actually will resonate. And many companies, depending on the level of the role you're looking at, offer those employees some sort of stipend, a bonus, uh, some sort of check in the mail kind of thing so that they can feel like they're getting a commission for bringing a candidate. Right. I had a, uh, a friend of mine just tell me the other day, he, if he brings in an engineer, like someone in software or tech, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He gets a $3,000 bonus. We, I've worked for companies where we got a $50 bonus if they got hired, and then we got another larger bonus after their 90-day probationary period was over. Or, in fact, one of them actually was a year. If they, if they lasted a year and you were still there, you would get another bonus. So if you're unsure of whether or not someone's company, if you're, say, for instance, you're, you're trying to get into, and I'll make this up, you're trying to get into Intel, and you know somebody who works there, ask them whether or not they get the referral fee or whatever uh, language they use, and then make sure that you use their name both in your application, where it says were you referred by anyone, but also in your cover letter, in any communication that you have with them. You sound like you're already on the inside because that's going to help the hiring manager or anyone else actually pay attention to the resume that you're trying to customize. 
And you may want to copy them on any future correspondence. Oh, keep them point. in the loop so yeah. that they don't feel like, hey, I referred you for this thing. They're probably just in the dark as you are. Probably. If you're not hearing anything. Keeping them up to date makes a huge difference. Well, and it also helps them to follow up with the internal folks, you know, recruiting or whoever to say, hey, did you get so-and-so's resume? So again, that follow-up plays a big part. And, and, you know, resume today is really being displaced very quickly by platforms like LinkedIn. Right. This is why we're so such big advocates yeah. of LinkedIn. It gives you an opportunity not only to display your wares meaning your resume or an electronic version sure. thereof, it also allows you to see people that you can connect with and right. establish credibility. So Glassdoor.com does it. Indeed.com allows you to, to put your resume on, and, and they're all good. There are so many others. But I do like LinkedIn because you can get a better idea of someone's network. You know, who are the people that they're connected to? Now, of course, there's the, the other side of it when those of us who are connected with far more people than we could possibly keep up with, that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to reach out to somebody that I haven't spoken to in a long time. I will still do that. But you get an idea of the circle of people that someone's connected to by looking at the comments that they're making on, uh, on LinkedIn and, and other social media mm. platforms. You can see how involved they are if you can see the activities that they do. So are they attending a job fair, uh, either as a vendor or as uh, an applicant or as a mentor, whatever? Are they doing community service of any kind? What gets them out into the community? These are ways that social media can actually help you. And as you're looking at how you want to present yourself on your resume, you can tailor that to meet the needs of the industry or the community that you're trying to network into. As long as you aren't changing who you are. Exactly. Or what you want to do through that role. That's a really because good point. Because I, what I found is a lot of people consider the resume a catalog of everything they ever did without looking at it as a brochure of their strengths that relates to something they want to do. So that one is a conscious choice. The other is just a brain dump. Well, and I understand when when someone puts their resume together and they're inexperienced, they just keep sending out the same resume over and over again. You don't want to miss any of that information. But I will say, if you want your resume to stand out, to really land where it needs to land, hit its mark, then you need to sort of leave the catalog behind and give them a specific brochure that is going to show them how you're going to fill their need. That predicates that you actually know what their need is. And taking the time, and we have a great resource for this actually, it's called the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation. It's a free download on the Job Seekers Radio website. Uh, we'll leave that in the show notes down below. It's a free free resource for you. We encourage you to use it. It's a ebook that Scott and I have put together that will help you get to the people so you can know what their needs are. Right. And then you can develop a, a strategy from there when they ask your resume. The more networking you do, the better and easier this gets in terms of how to discuss what you're really looking for. If, as we've said in prior podcasts, we talk about always working on a project. When you're having this conversation and you refine the way you discuss it, you're thinking about your personal branding, you're positioning yourself, 
as you're looking at the responses that you're getting, you're listening to what they're saying, you can actually get a really good idea of the direction they're going. And at that point, if you offer something that you think might be helpful to them, you can actually ask them, what are you doing in this space? How do you approach these issues? Because in my perspective, I've approached it a certain way. I'm really interested to know if there are different ways to approach it. And they may say, well, we're going at it from a completely opposite way. Now I can, instead of competing with that, how do I complement that? because it's not necessarily a zero-sum game. You might also get a response from someone who says, well, we're really not approaching it. We don't know how. Have you ever considered X, Y, and Z? What would it be like if X, Y, and Z happened right. and you were in this place? So, wow, that would be wonderful. Exactly, so imagine this, and I love that language. Imagine yourself using this perspective, this methodology, this approach, and what if it got that result for you? Would that be what you're looking for? How can I help you get there? Well, I don't know, Scott. Maybe I could use your resume. I'd love to take that to our senior leadership team. Sure, sure. Let me let me get that to you. I can text it to you if you want to give me your mobile number, uh, or I can email it to you. And then if there's time, I will customize this to make sure that it shows everything that we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this is a great way to introduce your resume is to understand the audience. They ask for a resume, then you send them the resume customized. That's appropriate. Yeah. I guess we can look at the flip side of the coin and there's times where I think it's inappropriate to introduce a resume and maybe we could cover some of those situations. Uh, my first one would be, hey, if I'm scheduling a network meeting with somebody that I send it with that request. And if that has come out that, hey, send the, uh, your resume with a request, that's one thing. Yeah, I would never volunteer it at the beginning, in large part because that basically sets the tone for a one-way conversation. And if I'm not in a position where I regularly take in resumes and it, it's obvious this is my function, yeah. why? Well, I just want you to review it. Give me some feedback. Why? Uh, because I just want to make sure it meets the needs of your company. Why? So I can get a job. Okay. So here's, you know, and that was three whys instead of all five whys. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand that's what you're going for. And I now have a way or a reason to say no. Which uh, we don't want. Right. So instead, if you were to say, can I have a conversation? Andrew, I would like to have a conversation about what it's like to work at your company and what what are your priorities what are you guys working on right now because there's so many people in your industry in our area talk to me about what differentiates that well you know it's one of those things Scott where there's this intellectual property and so I can't go do that networking because they can't share the intellectual property wow. with me so how what what does that challenge look like then as you're trying to grow your own knowledge around that topic it's difficult i mean we really have to keep things secret i understand that especially with as much piracy as happens what does your security uh, methodology look like well i could share that with you but but then i wouldn't be working here anymore. <laughs> anyway so there's always a, a stumbling block sure. to that process and what we're encouraging you to do is do whatever you can to get a conversation. Don't start with the resume because it takes the conversation a direction yeah. that you may not want to go. 
Well, and it, to it, be productive right. to the outcome you want. Exactly. It, it will lead sooner to the dead end. That brings me to the second place I would not put my resume, and that is on LinkedIn. I feel that LinkedIn is a replacement for the resume. And it's actually a lot, it has a lot more texture to it. Mm -hmm. And often people put their resume on there not realizing they have all their personal contact information on oh. it. Oh. Or they just leave it there and it's like five years old. That's, yeah. It's just I, not wise. I, I really struggle when I see someone who I know has left the position that is currently listed as a current job for right. someone. That tells me that they don't use LinkedIn, whether or not they do. I've seen two things when it comes to putting a resume on LinkedIn. And I just saw something on LinkedIn from a recruiter and, and consultant uh, where the first bit of advice she gave was never use the word unemployed if you're looking for work, don't use that word in your headline on LinkedIn. Use maybe a title, but certainly the topic of what you're looking to do, whether that's the, the job you, you want or the industry or you know the, the, the function that, you, that you're looking for. Um, that is going to help the recruiters actually pay attention to you. Don't put the word unemployed because that's really not helpful. But with that said, people will say, you know, they're, they're looking for their next opportunity and then they, they provide their resume below, but there's really no direction in that. No branding, nothing. Right. So if you put what you want in your headline that indicates your expertise and your knowledge and the value you can bring, and then let all of your experience support that, now you have something that's going to be a little more compelling. But to your point, it's a different way to present your experience. It's not a resume by itself. And the nuances may be slight. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. I generally tell people, look at people who you admire that are doing the work you want to do and look at how they brand themselves. When it's really cohesive and the direction is clear, emulate that. Don't copy it, but emulate it. And you probably will get a better result from your profile. The LinkedIn profile actually has a lot more texture in my mind Agreed. than a resume. There's a photograph, you can attach documents, you can put in different projects, people can see your recommendations, right. uh, your endorsements, what groups you're in. There's a lot more context on LinkedIn than you get from a resume. You actually get to see the person what they're thinking through the act, like you said, the activities they're participating in on the platform. It really gives you a more clear perspective on who that person is and whether or not you want to have them in for an interview. I was, so I can see a day where the resume is not going to be required. I would hope so. Me too. A piece of advice that I was given a few years ago that I will admit it has fallen off the wayside for me, but that is to start a conversation once a week because that will put you back in the news feed and it helps people to trust you when they see you more often. And we think about the reason why Walter Cronkite was the most trusted news anchor in the 1960s and 70s was because he was in people's living room every single weeknight. It's the integrity and everything else we'll, we'll set aside. That was all true. But the idea that when you invite someone, whether it's a direct invitation or you allow it in, uh, in this case, by reading their activities on social media, the more they see you, the more they will trust you. That frequency makes a difference. Be involved. 
add that texture to your resume. Make sure that you're, you're putting your skills in there. Be, be involved with it. Just know that the resume is one tool in a hiring process. Right. And it's not the only tool. Exactly. If you're only leaning on the resume to be successful in a search, whether that's for a promotion or um, looking outside a company for a larger role, or if you're unemployed and searching, the resume is just one tool. And it isn't even the most effective tool. In fact, I tell people to put their LinkedIn uh, URL on their resume so that if, in fact, someone does request your resume, they can then from there, look at your LinkedIn profile and get the rest of the story. There's no substitute for a solid relationship. We encourage you not only to have the resume and the LinkedIn, but to build relationships of trust with people in positions of some sort of purchasing power for right. people to hire people so that you can get where you want to go in your search. Again, I, I come down to having that conversation in some fashion. It might be just a couple of emails if that's all they're willing to do. It may be just the way they post for a position if you can't get in the door. Really look at that. Try to make your personal branding align with their branding and you're more likely to get in. Don't offer the resume until it's requested. Often it's a conversation ender. Introducing a resume says, oh, I thought we were just having a conversation. Now there's a resume, the conversation is over, well, it's or conversation a, has changed, it, it, or it's the thanks for not being honest about it. <laughs> well, even, even if it's a brief, I, I think about the job fairs where you have only five minutes to, to talk to people, and the first thing you do is put down your resume. The way I like to think about offering a resume is that is the beginning of the close. This is beginning the end of the conversation. If you want a longer than two to five minute conversation, wait because the timer starts as soon as you hand that resume. I would say the conversation will probably end in within five minutes because the message is here's everything you need to know about me. And that's rarely true. Yeah. And you can't get it from me. It, you can only get it from the paper. Right, right. I'll wait. Yeah. Go ahead and read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll go have a cup of coffee and wait for you to read my resume. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Not a great strategy. We realize that there's probably a whole bunch more uh, in terms of instances where it might be good, it might be bad. Something that we'd love to hear uh, from you, the, the listener, is what has worked for you and what hasn't. When you go into um, the website, you're going to be able to give us feedback. Make sure that you're letting us know what has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, as well as any questions that you might have. Show notes and resources are in the link down below or at jobseekersradio.com forward slash zero five five. Andrew mentioned it earlier. We have the Anatomy of a Networking Conversation ebook. That's also there. You can find the link to it. Let us know what, what how that might help you. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to get future episodes. And while you're there, we'd love it if you would provide a rate and review. We enjoy the feedback. It helps us to help you. And it helps you spread the message. If you got something out of this, 
one of your friends or someone else might also get value. Yeah, tell your networking groups. We That's appreciate right. it. Well, I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time, a quote by Wayne Dyer. When you dance, your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the dance floor. It's to enjoy each step along the way. Love it. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.